Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, and joining me live in the studio is Josh. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. When when did this last happen? Uh, at least a year, last year. At yes, least. It was. We made a big deal about coming back into the studio once it was the law. Yeah. Uh, laws which we had abided by up yeah. until that point. No yeah. parties, no cheeky beers. None of that. No. We stayed home. No we, curries. We did our duty yep. and we only podcasted when it was explicitly stated in law, you can podcast together in the same room. Yeah. Uh, and then we had technical problems and retreated to <laughs> the safety of Discord. But we're back now uh, because, you know, special moments call for call for these kind of gatherings Absolutely. i guess yeah uh, i am back from florida which if you're a keen follower of our twitter or instagram or tiktok or we're all, we're, everywhere. we're everywhere since i've been yeah. away we've ended up we're kind of mr worldwide mr worldwide yeah. over here <laughs> and we've got pitbull to tell us what to do absolutely and you know most devastatingly of all actually uh, we're going to talk a bit generally about my florida trip but i can tell you right now that by far the most devastating Part of it was the fact that I did just miss Pitbull himself. Oh. And I can't remember if he was at Epcot's Garden Festival or Universal's Mardi Gras he was at, or SeaWorld's uh, food thing. They've all got things going on uh, around the time I was there. and uh, we, I, he, we did talk about it on one of the podcasts. Uh, we probably did, but I just missed him. Wherever mm. he was, I wasn't there. Ah, oh, shucks. I know. It was, it was disappointing. But, you know, anyway, I'm here... Primarily to give Josh uh, a bundle of joy, being um, uh, a hat, some sweets, <laughs> and, some uh, and some glasses. Uh, which, you know, on the face of it, doesn't sound so good. No, but, but you know, it's a Mister DNA baseball cap. It absolutely which is, is absolutely banging. Yeah, some uh, Krabby Patties sweet burgers. Yeah, sweet base a, Krabby a favorite Patties of yours that I'd remembered. Absolutely, when I saw them. I was like. Bang. And some uh, Shrek 3D, 3D glasses. 4D. 4D glasses. 4D Sorry, glasses. Yeah. Ogre Vision. Uh, yeah, Ogre Vision. Yeah. Uh, which, from the, from the now, uh, much missed. Yeah. No, yeah, I had to, I had to hunt, those, hunt them down. They're all from different shops Ooh. in the Universal Orlando Resort. We've okay. got Mr. DNA there. He's yeah. from the, uh, the Veloci Kiosk. Another one of my favourite things that I've done since I got back is, uh, you know, I sort of tentatively opened my banking app yesterday thinking, oh boy, <laughs> it's, I better look, I better quickly check how much I'm paying in my credit card. And it's just funny looking through all my transactions and it's just these stupidly named <laughs> things, you know. Occasionally you see like, oh, Sky Mobile, yeah, that's normal, yeah. you know, TFL, and then you see Velocikiosk, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so that's where that was from. Great. And then your, your your Shrek glasses were from the prop shop in Universal, yep. where they sell old ride stuff from things that have closed or events that have finished. And then your, your Krabby Patties were from the new 
the brand spanking new Universal Studios store on City Walk. Ooh. So I don't know if you remember, they've replaced the old studio store with with a legacy store. So they only sell stuff in there that is related to sort of legacy rides, which oh, okay. is quite cool yep. actually, like Jaws and uh, stuff like that. And like more Jurassic Park than Jurassic World stuff in there yep. as well, for example. Um, yeah, so there you go. Why... As I said in the tweet, why go to Florida when Florida can come to you, Josh? It's true. Anyway, uh, but no, seriously, I think you should go to Florida. <laughs> that was that was my main takeaway from the trip. Was oh, it's pretty good here actually. Turns out, especially if you do theme park podcasts, it's actually yeah. quite useful to come here occasionally and uh, have a good time. It did look pretty great. I'm not going to lie. Um, especially gutted not to uh, be there to when you met. Uh, you know. Mr. John Self himself. I know. Uh, Pastor John Self, sorry. Uh, Xavier from the Universal Orlando Food Blog. Yes. And uh, Jeremy of I Come Here for the Food. Yes. Yes. It was great to meet all those guys. Uh, met John and Jeremy together on a day that just so happened Jeremy was doing a live stream. Yes. Um, Which I've watched all of. Oh, really? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it was good fun, actually. I enjoyed it as well. Um, I mean, did barely any. Literally did no rides from the moment that that live stream began to the end of the live stream. We just wandered around Islands and Universal for about three hours. Yeah. That was my biggest step day of the of the trip by far. Did 30,000. It was nuts. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I had a great time. And then, uh, yeah, met Xavier a couple of days later to do a uh, horrific voodoo donut challenge. <laughs> which has been documented and will appear somewhere on the internet at some point yeah and we'll make sure to tweet that out and yes talk um, about it on the podcast I'm, I'm sure, sure I must have like brushed rubbed shoulders with other theme park bloggers yeah, you, I didn't even know you missed there. Alicia Stella by apparently yeah minutes maybe and, I, and quite a strange moment we had when we were sat down for some food at Epcot my sister there was there was a girl who I think was pretty tipsy actually as it turns out, a lot of people are at Epcot mm. by the time you're there at like seven o'clock at night. Yep. There's a lot of tipsy people walking around, yep. which was a strange experience for me to, to have at a Disney park. And and she went up to this guy who I think was dressed up as someone like a Disney thing, but not like super obviously. Like a Disney bounding, as they call it. Yeah, I guess. So and you're she... like in a, you're thematically themed to a character, but not Maybe. actually... Turns out she'd recognised him from somewhere, oh. that place being TikTok. And then my sister recognised him as well. Apparently he's famous on TikTok for dressing up as Disney characters and going to the Disney parks. Right. Which, you know, I cynically was like, if if, if, I, if I was a cast member whose job it was to be Peter Pan or whatever, I'd be fuming at this bloke <laughs> coming over here and... Yeah, you know, taking my job. People seemed very, uh, very into this guy. Mm. So that was yeah, quite surreal. Uh, but no, it was good fun. Just what I needed. I had high hopes for this trip, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, even more than I expected. So I had a really good time. But I guess we'll be doing sort of specific trip reports. Yeah. Uh, on each park that I went to, some of which I think we've done trip reports on all these parks, but not for about three years. Yeah. So in, in the case of some of them, it'll be worthwhile doing like a full up to date trip report because. Hollywood Studios, for example, is basically a whole new park. Yeah. Since I was last there. Like sure. Disney, uh, Star Wars, Toy Story, all that stuff was brand new. Um, just trying to, I just, I guess, you know, I don't know if you have any sort of 
broad questions about I, the state of those parks. I or, actually you have, know, a of, you have a list. We have a list of questions of thoughts. Oh boy, maybe uh, from watching the live Jeremy's live stream. Yeah, on our YouTube and uh, from last week's podcast as well that you did with John. Oh yes, um, thanks to John again for for doing that. I was very wary of the fact that we it was a Sunday night US mm. time. I think he'd only got back home the day before, and I was like. His missus would probably like to spend some time with him. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't ask him when he's just had a week away at Universal. But no, he was well up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John's a, John's a great lad. Like that that over the past few weeks, we've had a plethora of different podcasts. Obviously, that one last week, uh, the one before that with my mum. Oh, I loved that so much. It was so uh, like pure and sincere. Yeah, and it kind of made me. It almost sort of made me rethink my approach to thing part podcasts because I was like, you know, it's easy to be very like, I'm very conscious of becoming one of those weirdos who moans online about theme parks. Yeah. It's like, first and foremost, these are places to enjoy. Yeah. Like, if you're really invested, sure, there are things to get annoyed about. But generally speaking, like, these should be good days out. Yeah, I think it's easy to become jaded when we've spent so long away from theme parks as well. Yes. And you hear stories and what's going on everywhere, and so it's easy to. But then you go to the park and you get fun experiences like that, wrapped it's... up in it. Mm. You panic by like an absolute idiot. Yeah. I lost my head so many times. I, I was in a real state of panic packing on the last <laughs> morning. Like I've bought too much dumb nonsense. What do I do? I, I can't get all this home. Like, to, like my dad took a coke grenade from Star Wars for me. Like. <laughs> piling that into his bag and my sister took my pork <laughs> it was just I was like guys oh. thank you so much I couldn't leave him we bonded yeah and then obviously the week before that one we had uh, John hosting a podcast with Xavier from the yes. Universal Orlando food blog yes uh, yeah it was great fun to yeah. meet those guys it's, it's great great stuff and uh, so my thoughts oh boy um, I feel like I'm on mastermind yeah you're even in like a mastermind chair. Yes. Yeah. Uh, first off, uh, on the on I come here for the foods uh, live stream, you said ninety degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius was. Can you remember? I probably said it was like mid thirties, something like that. You said thirty-two. Oh well, that you know. Okay. Is that is that is that dead wrong? Is it? Is no. It not even close. It is bang on. Is it bang on? Yeah. Oh wow. I was very, uh, very impressed there, Tom. What can I say? Yeah. What can I say? Just, I, I actually think on the note of uh, temperatures, I believe we were there. I think it was the Monday, which was the, the Monday just gone to the second of May, I think. Yeah. We were. It turns out we were at a park on what was the hottest, according to this was according to the local Fox News weatherman. It was the hottest May second Orlando had ever had. Was that May second? Wow. That we just. Um, that we were just there for. But that could be fake news. It could be fake news. It could be... I will say, it was very hot. And it did not rain. Like, we had a comically... A comically severe rainstorm on the night we arrived. Yeah. Where we we stopped off at a Walmart, which already the vibe was a bit off. Like, the, the, to be honest with you, the vibes on the first night of the trip, I was worried. Because normally, <laughs> a relaxing drive to Publix. Yeah. You pick up some stuff for dinner and for breakfast the next morning. Yeah. It's very serene. Uh, I believe it's where shopping is a pleasure, Josh. Why did you not uh, go to Publix? Why did you go to Walmart? 
it was Easter Sunday, so Publix was shut. Oh, of course. Uh, so we went to a Walmart, which is new since we were last there. Oh, so boy. for people who don't know, uh, we stay at, um, it's easy, obviously you can Google this, we stay at Windsor Palms Resort. Yes. Since we were last there, actually, uh, another kind of resort has just cropped up almost down the road called Margaritaville. Yeah. Not to be confused with the City Walk Margaritaville. No, yeah. Uh, that, that Margaritaville was... Uh, being built on mm. the back end of it was being built last time we were there. Yeah, because um, I backed on almost to the construction site. Oh, okay. So that's done. It's massive. Loads of new houses up in there, and there's like a water park and mm. some other entertainment. H two O. That's right. Yeah, yeah, almost attached to it. That's got a weird li- vlogging live stream booth in it. Oh right, that yeah. is weird. Yeah, I didn't check that out. No. Um, and then and then this big Walmart as well has cropped up around there. So the traffic. Uh, I think a lot of this was to do with spring break and, you know, we were caught the very tail end of spring break. For the most of our trip, though, there was no spring break. But I think there's just way more traffic on the roads in that area. Yeah. So this Walmart on the first Sunday night was absolutely rammed. It was terrifying. (laughs) Oh, God. There were like, as far as I could tell, there was no particular reason for it to be this busy. But people were just acting like it was inhumane in there. Did not enjoy it. And then we got out of the Walmart and it was absolutely chucking it down. Like, honestly, the, maybe the hardest, most ridiculous rain I've ever seen. Oh, God. So we book it over to the car. We all get soaked. There's a moment that we had a, a good long... My sister thought she'd lost her phone. Oh. Everyone's kicking off. Got very stressful. We ended up making the decision to accept that it was gone and drove home without it. And then, I've done that. Uh, I managed to find it by logging into my sister's iCloud account on my iPad and doing Find My iPhone. Yeah. And we uh, we managed to find out that it had slipped into almost like a hidden compartment in the boot. That so, is uh, very similar to my lost my phone story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was dramatic. It was yeah. a dramatic start to the trip. People's emotions were all over the place. <laughs> there was anger and rage at <laughs> points and absolute heartbreak and then relief. Uh, that Walmart experience, though, sounds very similar to our Walmart uh, experience. Never again. Never again. Never again. Um you got a lack of beer knowledge, Tom. I mean, that's not news to no, anyone well, particularly, yeah. but I'd, I'm curious to know where I showcase this lack of beer knowledge uh, particularly. Jeremy, you was in a conversation with Jeremy around the bridge uh, towards uh, the Simpsons and Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Um, and he mentioned he goes somewhere, I can't remember where it was now, um, where they do English beer. Yeah. Um, and he, he mentioned Strongbow and Boddington's. Um, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> sure, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boddington's is... Is that a real beer? It is a real beer and it is uh, British. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. This feels like I'm a... I feel like a politician. Mate. Yes. You're holding me to account on things I've said better than most journalists do to actual politicians. Tom, you said this. Yeah. Exactly. At this point in time, you were wrong. Well, you say that, Tom. John does a better job of plugging our podcast than you do. Okay, that could also be true. Uh, yeah, John is a John is a great hype man. To be fair, he is a great hype man. He's on it all the time. Ever the professional. Yeah, uh, always. Yeah, I just you know I lost myself in the in the thrill of the trip, Josh. You know, as you should. Uh, you know, it's the first time you've had that experience of being uh, with other uh, theme park. Uh, yes, that's also personnel. true. That's also true, and. Uh, it was nice, you know, I was conscious as well. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want it to make it seem like I was only there to do 
to park rush things like this was a family holiday yeah and it was a really nice one mm. so i think you know it was fairly well balanced overall it was, yes um mostly definitely a family thing and a bit a bit of park rush on the side three more things here oh, a lot of seafood you ate obviously because of yeah. your lack of eating meat uh that's probably my biggest concern was how much i can't believe how uh fit you were for the whole process of this thing uh eating seafood at theme parks seems like a super bad idea to me oh right well okay well one of the things i was going to bring up actually i'd made i've made a few i'd made a few mental notes before i got here about like what are kind of like some general thoughts that aren't specific to you know that would be in like theme park trip reports per se. And one of the things I wanted to bring up was the standard of food at the parks, pretty fantastic actually. Mm. And um, Are you we saying did... it's better than a uh, really slow booking at the park? Yes, definitely. Oh. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's true. And uh, we did way more theme park eating than ever before on this trip. I think there were a couple of reasons why. One was we just had way longer days in the parks. Yeah. And I think also we all went with a slightly with it slightly in our mind more that we wanted to eat a bit more theme park food. Okay. Because um, we just hadn't really done a lot of it before, you know. Yeah. So I think those both contributed to it. And yeah, it was really good. We did, especially at Disney, we did a lot. And as you say, Josh, I eat fish, so I'm I'm not vegan. I'm not even full vegetarian. But I did want to say, actually, that the vegan options at Disney World are kind of incredible. Oh, really? Like, every time I went on the app and was looking for a quick service place to eat, without fail, all four parks, every single place had a vegan option. And it wasn't like, oh, let's just have a vegan burger available at each and every one of these places so we've got our bases covered. It was like, every single place had a bespoke vegan option that fit the vibe of that particular place. Mm-hmm. And um, I was kind of amazed, actually. And, and you know, I, I did pick the vegan option on a few occasions, but I just thought, yeah, they're kind of... For all the talk you hear online, this is another good example, I guess, of, like, trying not to get super jaded and cynical about things. Because yeah. it's easy to kind of lean into this narrative of, oh, you know, Disney is so half fast about everything at the parks these days, yada, yep. yada, yada. But, you know, I feel like, you know, having a nice vegan option at every single quick service location is... A kind of example of going above and beyond. It's quite really, impressive. Because, you know, you end up... It's very... It's easy to take for granted, but you go to a lot of fast food places still and you've got no hope of yeah. finding anything. Bob Hope at Five Guys, right? So, Yeah, and funnily enough, McDonald's over there, no McPlant. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least not the McDonald's uh, that, that yeah. we went to. Maybe no. if you go to California, they've got the McPlant. Maybe. John did explain this to me, that obviously McDonald's is a franchise because mm. it's just... The US is so much bigger... Yeah. It often takes a lot longer for different yeah. McDonald's to catch up with other ones. I think it's a franchise over here, but it's one, it is. It's one franchise, right? Uh, I'm not quite sure how it, it works, but I'd imagine there's just far fewer McDonald's yeah. over here and obviously much smaller countries. So. That is true. Um, Tom, while you was away, yeah. you were posting loads of uh, YouTube shorts. Yeah, and TikToks. Yeah, and, and TikToks. And grams, and grams. And tweets. I was prolific on the yeah. Twitter, I must say. Uh, you can find all of those at uh, links.parkrush.com. Oh. It's got a list of links to all of those Oh, that's platforms. handy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't get YouTube short algorithms, Tom. No, I don't understand them either. We were just looking at some of the uh, statistics on some of these shorts, and it um, doesn't make any sense to no. me. Absolutely banging shot of, uh, was it Kumba? Kumba, yeah. Uh, Bush. 
I don't think you could get a better shot of that ride. Maybe not. It was a beaut. Dumb bugger all. <laughs> no. uh, it's, it's been, you know, a crappy, no offence, log flume at Flambars does yeah. 2,000 views. Yeah. And uh, the Slinky Dog ride, um, which is a decent, half decent shot, I think, uh, has done the best out of all of them. Well, you know, I like to think Kumba, our, our Kumba is like the best picture winner of YouTube shorts. Yeah. It's like, it's going to get recognition come award season. Yeah. Uh, but no one went to see it. Yes. Uh, whereas, you know, Flambards, it's a crowd pleaser, but, you know, get back to me when you've won something at the YouTube Oscars. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and my final point, and uh, more uh, to plead my case than anything, uh, I think I mentioned this uh, in tweets and whatever, the Velocicoaster cap. Yes. Uh, I think it's a very good looking good cap. Good cap. Nice uh, cap. I bought one. I I didn't buy it on that live stream where you would have seen no, it. No, yeah. I was kind of encouraged to buy it by uh, John and Jeremy and, and didn't. But then on my last day uh, at, at a park, um, I knew I was going in the Veloci kiosk yeah. to buy your hat. And I saw it there and was like, Oof. nah, let's Oops. try it on. It fit quite well. I had to obviously loosen it a fair bit, but it did fit. <laughs> And I thought, let's do it. Let's do it. I, and I'd just been on the ride and yeah. like, really loved it. So um, I, uh, just to play my case, and uh, I've already said it on Twitter, but if I haven't been on a roller coaster, I feel like it's wrong to wear the cap of the roller coaster. That's fair enough, I think. Yeah. Is that not, is that, would you, is that like wearing the band's t shirt when you haven't been to see the band? Would you go that far? Uh, if you had a sports team that you supported and you hadn't been to see them? Would you? I mean, we're getting into the weeds here. This is, you know, this is like playground school I don't playground think arguments. So. You haven't even been to Manchester. How can you support Man United? I don't think so because I think that's slightly different. Right? Because you could support a team, yeah, but just not afford, to, not be able to afford to go, yeah. Um, or not. Maybe you're a kid and you, your dad can't take you because he works weekends or something. I don't know. Um, and you're you live in an only single parent family and. Just to be clear, this isn't a lot of childhood trauma coming out no. right now. This is not. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went to see my per, my teams the other week. Yeah, so and that's why I couldn't record a podcast. Yes, um, so I, it's definitely not me. But I think you know, going to a park, and then I, I have t-shirts from rides like Shikra, Griffin, that sort of thing. I think that's fine, but you have to have uh, been on the ride. Fair. Well, you better get yourself over there then, Josh, because yeah. they have some nice Velocicoaster merch yeah. beyond, beyond the hat. A very nice poster and some nice T-shirts. And, uh, yeah, it's a good roller coaster, as it turns out. Yeah, if I haven't... Right, I'm not going this year. That's, that's, uh, that is off the cards, unfortunately. But, um, and I know this is a long way away, but if I haven't been before then, once Epic Universe is running, I'll definitely go. So that's like... A definite point, but I may right. go before then. Well, yeah, we could be all dead in in war by then, Josh. We could. I'm you just, know, it's like, you I'm know, just laying a marker down. Live you know. every day like it's your last. I'm, go and book the trip. <laughs> I'm laying a marker down. If 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 I haven't gone by then, which I may well have done, yeah, then that's a definite Fair. line in the sand. Have to I go. I think. Hmm, I reckon you might have gone by then. Yeah, that. I mean, I think, I think, I think you'll be worn down. But when your family come back, unless they absolutely hate it, by the way. And let me just be clear, there are absolutely things to hate. My, when it came to, like, other than the food, 
my other kind of general points to make about the, my experience of the parks this year. It's like the food and the weather, both very good, but then the busyness of them all mm. was kind of mad. Yeah. And I think we did eventually get to a point, well, fairly quickly actually got to a point, because, you know, what are you going to do? You're booked to go to all these places. You've got to kind of like it or you just don't go. Yeah. So we got into that frame of mind fairly quickly, and it was like, well, there's no use moaning about it. We're just going to have to embrace these parks for all that they are yeah and it just happens that they are all rammed and mental yeah my, my parents have had to book all of their slots for all of the different disney parks you have to do that yeah that's policy so yeah. that was like a covid thing that they have kept bonkers and um i would highly recommend actually I and mean, it's probably too late now when are they going august oh august yeah. oh okay well then you it's probably still fine to be honest i would overbook I think there's yeah, they a case. Yeah, every day. Book every day you're there, yeah. even if you're not going to go. Yeah, they've done, they have um, done that. Because we wish we had done that. We love, and we'll get to this in the trip report, we loved Epcot. It was the first day we'd given Epcot a pro- its proper due, and we had a great time and wanted to I've, go again. I've been preaching it. And uh, we couldn't. We just couldn't really do it. Yeah. Um, I think there were like two days of our remaining time at, at that point that we could have booked Epcot, but we'd already made other plans. Mm. Um, absolutely couldn't book Magic Kingdom. No, Couldn't book Hollywood Studios, so we were very lucky that um, when we were booking the days at the parks, we didn't really think of uh, availability being an issue. We yeah. were just basing them out based on what we thought made sense. And it was a very late thing where I just said, oh, it just so happens we're there for May the 4th, you know. <laughs> what the Hollywood Studios booking in? that might They might be doing something fun for that. Yeah, um, There was every chance we would not have done that otherwise and would have been left only having done it once. Yeah. Um, and, and it turned you, out the day my sister was too ill to go out was our first day at Hollywood, so she just wouldn't have got to oh, do of it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And um, then she got like a weird... You both got different variations. We'll get to this on the main one, but you got different variations of uh, Smuggler's Run, right? Not Smuggler's Run. Um, the other stuff. Rise of the Resistance. Like Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we'll talk about this on the, on the Hollywood Studios trip report, I guess, because um, I think they're both... Both of our experiences were representative of possible versions, if you like, of that ride that you might get. Yeah. But we kind of, on the first day, we got kind of the finale to the ride was running in a B mode of sorts. And uh, when she did the ride with us on May the 4th, that was running as as it should be. But the the queue and the pre-show was massively stripped back to the point where I was like, I, I get it, like it makes the queue move faster, but you're massively kind of, hamstringing yeah. the experience. Like the bit of the queue that they do cut, it's really good. Like it adds yeah. a lot to the sense of world building and anticipation to get on the ride. And yeah, it wasn't there. Almost need to have like multiple going at once, like different. Mm. Which is what they do with the princesses and things. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how feasible that is, really. But yeah, that was um, that was a bummer. But uh, yes, the point about being, yeah, the parks just extremely busy. Yeah, that's their biggest concern, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think they might be okay. I mean, there's no massive reason why, you know, from a US perspective, why they should be particularly mental in August. I, I said this to John when I saw him, actually. This August will be interesting because it will be the first... This is going to be the first UK summer holiday that Brits have been able to go to the US yeah. for, what, three years? Because they couldn't go in 2020. Uh, they, we were still banned. Couldn't yeah. go in 2021. We were still banned. So yeah. they can go this year. Yeah. 
So it's, yeah, so you might have a lot of pent up demand, um, which I think was the case while we were there. Like I think the things that contributed to being it, to it being so busy were pent up demand. Um, you know, we caught the end of spring break yep. for sure. John talked about something that I found interesting, you know, massive increase in the US since COVID in homeschooling and just the willingness of families to take their kids out of, you know, a school environment and go yep. out. And then I, I did, you know, I did wonder, it's probably not the place to talk about it. I did wonder if there was kind of a broader conversation to be had about just the type of people that go to theme parks, the reasons people go to theme parks now. Like it's not, doesn't feel just like, and I don't think it was ever just for like families with kids, but I, I do think that like the focus and like the demographics have shifted right yeah. over the, I don't know how, over how long, but it, it, and this was really hammered home to me on May the 4th, which, you know, it's maybe not, maybe you should expect this, but even more so on that day, it was like, these aren't mostly kids walking around. Like these are like young adults <laughs> yeah, who have yeah, come yeah. out dressed as these Star Wars characters and I feel like that is somewhat representative, actually, of what it's like day to day. All right, these people might not go dressed up every time they go, but they are the type of people that are going because there's a new popcorn bucket or yeah. it's just a place to hang out or, you know. Uh, well, I think that's been the case a lot more at California for yeah. a long time because that's more of a local park. Mm. But a lot more people have become have moved to the Orlando area for the parks. And yes. so that's become more and more of a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jeremy was saying uh, that to me was, yeah, the the house prices have gone up massively because there's been a massive influx of people to Florida. Right, yeah. Uh, and I think it's got even more crazy since the pandemic. Work from home. Florida's a nice place to live if you're going to be working from home because oh, the weather's great yeah. all the time. Um, so, all yeah, around. I think there were a lot of reasons why Florida felt a lot busier to us this time than it has in the past. We were convinced we were going in quiet season. That was one of the reasons we were looking forward to it, but you wouldn't have known it. Like, <laughs> no, it was yeah. packed at the parks. Um the only ones that didn't feel packed were Bush Gardens. Uh, the second time we went to SeaWorld, the first time we went to SeaWorld was at the tail end of spring break, and it was meant. I've never seen SeaWorld like that. It was crazy. Uh, and then like the, our very last day at Universal was not too bad. Right. It was not too bad. Yeah. But basically every other day we were out at the parks, it yeah. was crazy. I so think... I would prepare your um, family for that. And, yeah. Uh, shameless plug, John... Um, had no, uh, me as well. Based on my experience, there's some like decent tips for how to approach certain parks. Really great podcast um, yeah. last week, I think. Yeah, in terms of tips and and thoughts and opinions and that sort of thing. I think it was a really helpful uh, podcast for people that are looking to go. Yeah, for sure. Universal that was specifically. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe not the place to get into it because we might run long oh, i don't know maybe it is but like i don't know how curious you were about how genie plus works and stuff like would you save that for trip reports or do you want me to like uh, be curious I, now i think we'll, we'll hold that for now okay we'll, we'll move on to that because like suckers we bought it every time of course of course they did even bought an individual lightning lane at one oh. point we did the whole thing oh yeah spoilers i know uh i wasn't happy about it maybe let's take a break and then we'll head to the news after that oh okay we do breaks now The news, Tom. The news. Yeah. There's a little bit of news. There's some news. Yeah. Um, we're not going to cover the big thing, which is that Cosmic Rewind has sort of soft-launched 
just yeah. previews and that sort of thing. Yeah, there, there isn't much video footage out of it yet, so that we can't speak to it a, a huge amount ourselves. And I guess I think the other thing we haven't got on our list necessarily because uh, it all kind of kicked off while I was out there. Uh, I guess we should just briefly say that all that Reedy Creek stuff going on is pretty crazy. Yeah. I did for posterity on my way out of Disney Springs take a picture of the bins because yeah. I saw they had Reedy Creek Improvement District on them and I was like, one, who knows if they'll be there for much longer yeah. and two, if we do a story about it at work, I can be like, that's, I've got a file I've got a file photo. Oh boy. I was uh, I was listening to a podcast about that just real quick. Um, the Disney Dish podcast with Lynn Tester and uh, Jim Hill and Lynn Tester basically asked a load of lawyers about it and basically said it will not stand up no that seems like it's yeah there is like... basically no way it will stand up in court because mm. um, Disney's got a lot of uh, people in their legal team and they, yeah they've made damn sure that it it wouldn't hold up in court so mm. uh, I think we're going to be fine I don't think you'll need that in a news article work anytime soon Tom okay fair enough um, as far as pictures of bins go it's quite a good one but I'll just save it for my... I'll print it out, put it on my bedroom wall. Speaking of bins, Tom... Oh. Uh, <laughs> Tokyo Disney Tomorrowland, that's going in the bin oh, to be no. replaced by a new... You mean uh, Space Mountain, not the whole Tomorrowland? Uh, the whole Tomorrowland is getting a refresh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. But obviously, the pivotal uh, piece there is uh, Space Mountain. Um, yeah, it's going in the bin, getting a new one. So I'm a bit ignorant. A bit. So this version of Space Mountain, is it akin to the, the classic version? The, the... It is a like-for-like copy of the uh, original California one. Okay, cool. And yeah. do we know at all, do we have any sign about what they're going to do to it? Are they going to make it more like the Paris version, for example? Are they going to skew it a little older? Um, so they have. this is what they've said about it. Uh, this is an entirely new attraction. Uh, we'll make it... It will maintain its original concept as an indoor roller coaster, but will have enhanced performance and immersive special effects that will give guests even more thrills on this exciting rocket ride. That's what they said. Okay. Um, I think it looks really cool. The building? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like... It looks like Tron meets Frozen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's more uh, Tomorrowland film vibes as yes, well actually. to me. Yes. Uh, than any of the others have so far. Um, and there's new kind of uh, water features and ornaments and that sort of thing Yeah, architecturally around as well, which I think look quite cool. Um, I guess this will have, you know, obviously they've been working on things. Uh, Paris Space Mountain has really cool o- overlays going on. Uh, you've got, obviously the Tron ride now is kind of cool. You've got Gardens of the Galaxy technology, so there's a lot of potential yeah, they, technologies that they can take built, advantage of here. They've got a good suite of like storytelling methods yeah. that they can put on coasters now, Disney, uh, for sure. And it's interesting, I mean, he doesn't, they don't talk in their sort of statement about, uh, they don't imply in any way that thematically this is going to change. Like they still talk about it being a rocket ride and whatnot. So yeah. I, I think that's quite encouraging. I think... Yeah, the the only knock for me really against uh, hyperspace mountain in Paris is uh, you know I get I guess unless you don't like Star Wars I mean, I'm speaking to someone who does like Star Wars but even then the knock against it is that it just it kind of breaks the Jules Verne yeah. aesthetic of 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 what is Discoveryland there isn't yeah it? which is a great land. vibe which is a great vibe and the exterior of the space mountain you know the ride yeah. the show the, the ride building is 
brilliant, so good. And it, but it makes but it makes no sense once you get like it does not nothing to do with Star Wars. Like, no. It's a big Jules Verne looking yeah. building with like a rocket strapped to the side and a yeah, it's like a cannon, the Nautilus right? out front on the water. Yeah, and there's the airships in the uh, restaurant. Then, yeah. And then you go in the ride building and there's like posters of TIE fighters and yeah. you get on the ride and you're still in what looks like it could be like a Jules Verne cut, like the launch. Yeah. It's still got that aesthetic as well. And then all of a sudden you're flying around with X-Wings and Star Destroyers. It's super and... bizarre. Obviously, uh, Tokyo's got its own Jules Verne area. Uh, yes. Journey to the Centre of the Earth at Tokyo Disney Sea, mm. which also is awesome looking. I can't wait to go to those parks That's gonna be in my life. Awesome. Um, but this new Space Mountain uh, will replace the construction will start on this one in 2024 that's when the old one closes and it's expected to be built by 2027 for 436 million dollars that's, that's that's a hefty a investment significant budget um, yeah. yeah obviously they're currently right now they're doing the Fantasy Springs project which we've covered before with the different uh Disney fantasy uh, land with the Frozen and the yeah um, the other ones and that sort of thing. So there's a lot of work going on over there. Um, the Oriental Land Company is big on its theming as well. Mm. with their their part ownership of the parks. So that's uh, quite interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that. I hope it's really good. Oh yeah, the standards they've set over there have been outstanding, and uh, they've maintained them all this time, uh, maybe even upped them. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, sort of thinking about what this might end up being is very exciting. Uh, just on the topic of Space Mountain, I like the idea of like just sprinkling in a little tease for future trip reports. Ooh. It might be hard to believe if you know me, but Space Mountain at Magic Kingdom has fallen right down my Ooh. ride rankings. That thing is... Um, I found that thing pretty rough. That felt its age. Yeah. Maybe I felt my age. I don't know. Which um, way, maybe both. I think... But like... If you if you were to ride it with the lights on, maybe you wouldn't ride it anymore. Maybe you wouldn't. Yeah, and I used to like think of the leather seats as kind of a nice sort of sort of plus kind yeah. of a sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a nice perk of being on this particular roller coaster. Now I'm like, they're a necessity. <laughs> if I was in like just the bog standard, you know, plastic seat, yeah, I'd be... come off with bruises. Yeah. 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 Um. Another Disney refresh that's going on, uh, obviously, going on for a while now, and the concept art has changed a lot, and that is Epcot's rework, redesign. Um, they've shown some new concept art for this. Um, looks great. Looks, again, as we all expected, not as good as the previous artwork no. that they released. But I think if they can keep to this one, maybe, Yeah, uh, I think it will look really good. Yeah, I think that's what people have lost sight of. And again, it goes back to some of what we were talking about earlier about being jaded and trying to avoid being jaded, if that's possible at all. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to force people, you know, I don't want to tell people how they should think, just to be clear. But anyway. No, uh, tell them how they should think. Too. Okay, I will. You know what? You, you should read, just, you know, think of how amazing it is, how far we've come with theme park technology. All right, it might not look like the concepts are, but chances are it's still going to be pretty good, mate. Anyway. Um, I don't know why I go straight to that voice when I want to express outrage about things, but... I like it. Thanks. Uh, I think people moaning about this online have, uh, you know, they're they're threatening to lose sight of the fact that, okay, yes, uh, you might be frustrated and disappointed that this concept art doesn't match what was originally proposed. But like you say, Josh, the bottom line is it still looks good. 
Like, it still looks good. Yeah. This still looks like a really nice reimagining, refresh of Epcot to me. And, you know, and I said I really enjoyed my day at Epcot. We all did, which was true. It was great. But at the same time, you know, large chunks of uh, Future World yeah. are, you know, a construction site. Yeah. You know, it's not dissimilar to how Hollywood Studios was a few years ago. No, absolutely. And, and I think there's that, everywhere. So that area has needed an update for a long time, that, that Future World area, that front area of the park. So... I think it's much it's much needed greenery that's being added. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, and you know, one of my favourite things about Epcot uh, was that we were there for the Flower and Garden Festival, and you have all those topiaries and things around, and mm. um, they yeah. look great. And yes, I think injecting some of that into this section of the park more um, will be great because uh, yeah, the World Showcase still looks fantastic, and um, Future World's looking a bit stale. Yeah, actually, one of the things that I think this park needs is more modern monorails. That would be nice. I think that would cuz I think that would really sell it a bit more. It's having mm. a, you know, the monorails look cool whizzing through. But I think, they still do look really cool. Yeah. Like I did find myself walking like into Epcot and seeing the monorail go by. I think I literally said to myself, oh, "It's so cool that the monorail just comes through the park." I think it's like the best part, one of the best parts of their entrance to yeah. Epcot. It looks really cool. Um but yes, I definitely need some some TLC here. And uh, I, th- I think the other thing I'd say, actually, is kind of along the lines of kind of Epcot aesthetics, of course. You might remember uh, there, was a, there was a big uh, hoo-ha about uh, Illuminations, is it? And, and kind of the... Uh, harmonious. Is it Harmonious? The yeah. nighttime show and the fact yeah. that the kind of equipment that is used for that is sat in the middle of the lagoon all day and yeah. kind of people were, com- oh, people were complaining that it ruined sight lines and whatnot. I got to say, I don't, didn't really notice it. Like, I feel like you kind of got to be looking for it to really be like, oh damn, this thing is a real eyesore. Yeah. Like, again, I, I it's again, all, it's this all is, painted in uh, bye bye black. Yeah. Well, this is someone who you know, I, this is a, someone who, as I've kind of said, has never really given Epcot a fair shot. Maybe yeah. if you're someone who goes all the time and all this, all of a sudden these big things have appeared, you might feel differently. But I didn't think it was terrible and I, and I didn't stay, stay for the show but people seem to like the show itself it's very much a case of the show is great I just wish all yeah. this stuff wasn't there I think day. it's a show that you need to see from certain angles oh, from my enough. understanding yeah um, but yeah but I just but they're on barges and there's a bridge that goes up and down mm-hmm. I feel like you're storing back you could, you could surely store them behind the scenes until it's time for the show but that's my only thing it's effort though isn't it <laughs> it is effort that is true um, yeah I, I think it's going to look good I hope you know, I hope so the artwork for both of these both Epcot and for new uh, Tomorrowland at, in Japan I think yeah going to be and yeah, um, you know with Cosmic Rewind as you mentioned uh, the word on that is that it's very good yes so uh, it could be an exciting you know, it could look back on this period of Epcot I and mean, I don't know if we have a time scale on when they're hoping to get some of this stuff done but uh, you know, you might look back on kind of the the first half of this of the twenty twenties as a really exciting period for Epcot with Cosmic Rewind and then all this stuff going on. Yeah, I can't remember what when it was meant to come on, like be finished, but because they obviously announced it back in twenty nineteen. Uh, really that long ago. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, took a hit, as I say, from. Uh, uh, COVID, obviously. So yeah. Uh, Excuse me. 
Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember when it's meant to come on, but, but yeah. Get get rid of some of them walls. Get some greenery up. Gonna look good. Hell yeah. Um, and finally, um, quite a big thing. Uh, most people would probably won't realise this, but um, the CEO of Merlin Entertainment has announced his retirement. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Nick Varney. He's, he's been... off to join Pi on the London Resort. Oh, imagine! Finally, get it, yeah. get it done. Oh, you mentioned that Puy de Foy or Puy de Foy. de Foy. Just as an aside, they are looking to move into the US. Oh, yeah. What you mean, like pick, take, yeah, pa- take the pick whole the park. park up and just yeah, yeah. Uh, Fine, ambitious. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're, they're looking to expand over there. Uh, Nick Varney. He's out. He's out. CEO of Merlin Entertainment. Uh, he has been in the role uh, since 1999. Okay. Fair, uh, fair stint then. Um, yeah. Um, and the chief development officer, Mark Fisher, is also retiring. So uh, I think he's been in there quite a long time as well. So over the next 12 months, they're going to decide the, next, the successor to him, etc., uh, etc. Et if you don't know who Merlin are, um, you obviously haven't been listening to this podcast for long enough, Um Congratulations. Um, They're probably like the third... Well, they are the second largest um, entertainment or or theme park entertainment company in the world behind the Disney. I was going to say they're probably third, but turns out they're second. Yeah. Um, Maybe it'd be more fed. Maybe they're the third best third most well known I, I don't know this might be me speaking uh, yeah. from within my my sort of bubble here as someone who is most familiar with Disney and, but chances are I think you know I think people might be surprised by how many theme parks they own and manage and whatnot. and I think if you think of a theme park that is not Disney or Universal um, and wonder who owns it or manages it there's a fair chance that it's Merlin right yeah certainly outside of the outside of the US for sure. oh yes um, so they are the largest uh, attraction operator in Europe and the second largest in the world with trading on Disney. Uh, obviously, you've got the UK parks like Alter Towers, Thorpe Park, Chesterton, all of the Legolands, uh, the Magna Two Swords, Waxworks, any of the London, like the London Eye and any Eye property, uh, Sea Life centres, um, the <coughs> Dungeon centres over here, uh, Gardaland in Italy. Which we've spoken about. They've got their new jungle, uh, jungle, uh, no, Jumanji ride. Jumanji coming, ride yeah. coming, um, which is obviously going to other Merlin parks, as yes. we mentioned. Um, so, yeah, obviously, he's been there for 23 years. He's taken a step back. Uh, and this could be a really big change. Um, you, had a, you had a theory, Josh. About I had a theory. Hmm. Nick Varney um, was the guy that stopped Merlin buying or looking to buy the SeaWorld. Properties as they're known these days, so obviously, your SeaWorld parks and your Bush Gardens parks, uh, because he um, didn't like the fact that they had the whales in captivity. Okay. Um, blooming hippie. Blooming hippie. Um, obviously, now he's gone, does that open the door for Merlin to buy the Bush and SeaWorld parks? Well, possibly. I don't know. I mean, it was. I guess it all depends who takes over and you know how this process goes. I guess it would be the shareholders who decide. Yeah. Who heads up the company, and it's whether or not they are at all interested in maintaining what they might see as kind of the moral compass to an extent that yeah. Nick Varney may have provided, or whether it's more about well, who's going to uh, 
deliver us the most in terms of share price yeah. and profit and stuff. Which, to be clear, uh, you know, Nick Varney has certainly seemingly done that as well. Yeah, for with sure. how this company has grown and and whatnot. I mean, look, those parks, those SeaWorld parks, could do with new ownership. I think new yeah. management. It's 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 a difficult one because you look at certain. I think, and this is a good example, right? Of looking at those parks from afar, having not been to them for years, yep. I feel like we were always finding ourselves, when we did talk about them, talking about them in a quite a positive light. Because the only real headlines you see about SeaWorld and Bush these days are, there's a new roller coaster coming, and it turns out it's really good. Yep. And you go to the parks, and yes, I can confirm, Iron Gwazi's good, Icebreaker's good, Tigris is good, um, and even some of the SeaWorld ones that are you know relatively new that I had done before, I was reminded of how good they are, like Manta and Mako. Yeah. Kraken's had a new lick of paint that's looking quite nice now, actually. Um, not looking quite so old. But really, and this is the stuff that you need to go to the parks to appreciate more, everything around the coasters is rough, honestly. Yeah. Especially at SeaWorld, because you don't expect it as much, I don't think. I think the f- because they're in Orlando and that bit closer to Disney and Universal, they kind of had to maintain a certain level yeah, for sure. of kind of standards and stuff, because... You might have families that go to Disney and they're looking for another park to do on their fifth day or whatever, and they might pick SeaWorld. So SeaWorld, they've got to be, they've got to be on it. Yeah. And I wonder if it's a consequence not just of COVID, but a real acceptance that, okay, there's. whereas in the 90s, perhaps, or the early 2000s, you might have made a case, a family might have thought, oh, maybe we'll go to SeaWorld instead of Universal as our extra day out. Yeah, potentially. Whereas now, you know, there are people out there who let alone think well we'll go universal before sea world i mean you increasingly hear of people perhaps saying maybe we do universal instead of disney yeah maybe so sea world is now like an undisputed third place really yeah. when you know between disney and universal and i wonder if that has played into it as well if their mentality is like well no not many people are coming here anyway but like i said that day i was there at the tail end of spring break it was very busy mm. and yet yeah parts of that park just feel like it's a lot cheaper than the other parks. Like yeah, ticket I guess so. And to be fair, we went to Discovery Cove on this trip, and by doing that, they almost gave us SeaWorld and Bush for free. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Discovery Cove is one of the best experiences you can have in the Orlando area. Discovery Cove was still pretty nice, yeah. And um, also, by the way, as part of that, the parking was free, which makes a big difference, actually. It can add up, of course, Yeah, at those other parks. So yes, the value prob- the value for money argument is an important one to make, but I still think it's true that SeaWorld, in many ways, is kind of a shadow of its former self. Yeah, some of it's self-inflicted by their move away from animal experiences and stuff, but uh, it still doesn't make parts of that park feel any less sad and kind of the remnants of what it once was. Places like Wild Arctic, you know, parts of the park where there was kind of life. Yeah, it now just feels like kind of dead yeah. and run down and a bit sorry for itself well yeah. obviously Merlin has experience with areas with animals like Chessington is a zoo mm-hmm. again uh, when they when it first got taken over it was a zoo and now it's partially a zoo again so they've got the sea life centres which are, I think are really good aquariums um, so they've got that knowledge behind them so maybe with that information if they do this is obviously pure speculation on our part if they do look at buying Bush and SeaWorld again, they can use their knowledge from Chesterton and that sort of thing to bring some life back into those Bush gardens and SeaWorld parks. Yeah, maybe. I'd like to see, actually, I think, you know, if SeaWorld was looking for a way of um, 
you know, not just... It feels like they've done a hard pivot towards thrill rides. Yeah. And I, I think if they wanted to, rather than just totally be like, right, let's just get out of the kind of animal game completely. Yeah. I think a good way of not doing that would be, like, big investment in a really good, standard, high-quality kind of, like, a, like aquarium kind yeah, of then, thing. Because they have, obviously, they have image problem from the big animals, like your whales and your dolphins, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so they've obviously had to pivot away from that. Um, rightly so and if you're going to look at something that could potentially be in a theme park or in, in captivity like that then it's something smaller like a, a fish yeah uh, it's probably the right way to go there yeah yeah but and because you know the orca and, and, and whatnot are not as much of a focus anymore the few animal exhibits that are still there and that you do find yourself looking at again those are they feel not just in some cases like I don't know if this is the best place for these animals even but you know, even selfishly from a guest perspective, it's like, man, these, these, you know, they do have a few things that you could describe as an aquarium, and they are massively lacking compared to a lot of other aquariums you may have been to. Yeah. So yeah, that part needs some money in it, and you know, COVID is a f- totally fair excuse. But as far as I'm aware, SeaWorld was one of the first to reopen. They reopened pretty damn quick. Yeah. They got rid of their mask rules pretty damn quick. Yeah. When I was at SeaWorld, especially on the second day, if you told me that they'd reopened last week, I'd have believed you. It had that vibe. Wow. Yeah. Like, things I'd never seen at a theme park before. Just my final point on SeaWorld as a sign of this would be uh, so few attendants on rides that when you were getting close to the boarding situation, guests themselves were having to turn around and be like, any pies or two? Uh, you know, you guys can come on this one. Do you mind if I swap with you? Like, you know, you're a two in a row of four. Where it might yeah. make more sense if we swap around, do this, blah blah blah, and that slows everything down. Yeah. Um, but even when you do have guests who are proactive enough to do that, and fair play to them, it shouldn't be that way. Like, no, yeah, it's really silly, and yeah, summed it all up really. Great. Looking forward to that. Uh... Hell yeah. Trip report. That's going to yeah, be fun. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> I'm bringing the knives out. Oh for boy. World. Um, but yeah, that's all. Like all of the kind of big news. I think that I had. Nice. Yeah. I got nothing else. I mean, I, I I've actually been fairly switched off from not just actual news, but even theme park news. Mm, you know, yeah, well, I, I read about so. it when you can live it, Josh. Absolutely, Tom. Uh, I think that's a good right way to be. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Um, well, I, I wouldn't apply that to all walks of life, you know. N- no. I think some stuff is absolutely better to just read yeah. than, than live. But theme parks, I, I, I would absolutely uh, subscribe to the live it, don't read it mantra. It's a good way to be. I had a good time. I'm looking forward very much to talking more about them in the trip reports. It's going to be good. Some some rides I did for the first time and then yeah some like less positive things about SeaWorld and then also just good ways to kind of approach those parks um, for, for, for your family I will awesome. be thinking yeah. of them when yeah. I'm my- drawing up my, my list of okay what's a good strategy for Epcot and what's a good strategy for this my mum's been asking questions like how's Tom finding it what's the crowds like the, the, what's the, this park tell what's you, we often joke and... about the number of our listeners there are dozens of them uh, there are many more than dozens oh, there are dozens of 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 them Josh oh boy yeah okay. be prepared exciting uh, an evil lion once said yeah okay yeah well that's going to do it then I guess for this week's Park Crush podcast uh, hopefully it sounded good we've 
we've recorded it differently to I think ever before. Yeah. We're in the same room, but we've got a different microphone set up. I punched it at one point. I apologise for that. But other than that, hopefully it sounded all right. Let us know. Uh, and if it does sound good, then great. You know, we'll, we can we can do this every week. Yeah. If it doesn't sound good, don't tell us. Yeah, well, then we'll just kind of ignorantly continue yeah. with this whole affair. Actually, no, do tell us, yeah, please. Yeah, do, do, do genuinely let us know. We do try and do our best with the audio. Um, I was fighting with it last week to try and bring the levels in line. I thought it sounded okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, in the meantime, of course, between episodes, you can keep up with the show in even more places than before. And rather than me just aimlessly try to remember them all, Josh, there's that handy link. Yeah. Uh, links dot parkrush.com perfect that's where you'll find the twitter and the tiktok yeah. and all the other ones or it's in the description down below perfect yeah you can also email the show podcast at parkrush.com and you can of course subscribe on your preferred podcasting app of choice or just head to parkrush.com all the episodes lived there as well i think that's everything nothing more no that's it perfect well we'll see you next time everyone stay safe and take it easy out there Goodbye. See ya.